Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. It is my honor to have this young man here to come and talk to us because I've been looking at a couple of his things, listening to his work, and I am proud of what he's doing out there because he is on the same plane as I am. We are here to do lots of work and we're having a lot of fun doing it. So I'm honored to have him here in this space and to be a part of Threads of Enlightenment. Lee, I want to welcome you. I honestly do want to welcome you to this space. And uh, I want you to tell the people about all this wonderful stuff you have created so that we can have this conversation, man, about what you did and how you did it. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. Well, Ken, wow, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I'm on a podcast, so I better say something, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My name is Lee Hopkins, and I'm a coach. I help people make friendships, make lasting friendships. And I have a podcast that I share my stories, my personal stories about the journey I've been through and how I discovered what it really does to make, what it really takes to make friendships. And I discovered that there's a lot of my own self-discovery before I can you know, reach anyone else. Mm-hmm. But I have a podcast and I have a coaching business built around helping people make lasting connections and, and strong friendships, strong relationships. So I love that because I, I always tell people um, this and it is a reward uh, that when you have gone through your testing, your um, your adventures, as I put them, and then you are given the opportunity 
the the pleasure of becoming a teacher, one that can uh, um, it's I put it this way, Lee. Uh, we become servants, man, and it's an honor when you get there. Um, it's a totally different relationship. How you relate to people, you're more empathetic, you're more caring, you're more open, you're more mm-hmm. giving. Why? Because you've gone through a process, and that process that you have gone through is self-development or you have gone through the process. Number one, the first place that we have to visit, the first space in the journey is the confrontation with loving yourself. Talk to me, um, Lee, about your programming. I call it, uh, we call it home in most cases. Most people call it home. I call it a lab. Uh, Talk to me about your lab where we had our parents, our siblings, uh, we had church and all the different mm-hmm. uh, entities that are there uh, creating this beautiful baby that came out of the hospital that your mom had given birth to. Talk to me about that lab or that your home, as they say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like this idea of being in lab because of the experiment. <laughs> I personally believe in and doing experiments and so forth, but we'll get, we'll get onto that. Let's talk about, you know, the home life and, yeah. and how I grew up. I grew up with a single parent household mm-hmm. for the most part. So I saw somebody working really hard, trying to make things, meet, trying to make ends meet and um, had three siblings or I had three of us. There were three of us. So there were three of us and I was the middle child. Mm-hmm. And essentially when you're the middle child, you know, there's things that the older person, the older sibling, the older child, they can do but you can't. <laughs> and then there are the things that the little one can do, but you can't. Yeah. So I felt like I found myself being um, very, I felt very invisible hmm. and I really wanted to do whatever I could to get some attention, to get this connection, to get, you know, notice to yeah, be, yeah. to be, you know, like feeling like I can be helpful because everybody, everyone was contributing. So I'm over here spending my time and energy trying to get, my mom's attention, mm-hmm. trying to get her attention, but it it just seemed like whatever I was and whoever I was and whatever I did wasn't quite enough. Yeah. Now I understand that she grew up in her own lab, right? Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now being an yeah. adult, mm-hmm. she grew up in her own lab, yeah. and she may not have noticed all this. She's just like, hey, food on the table, yeah. Um, you know, shelter. Our kids are alive. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's just looking at those things. Yeah. And that's completely understandable now at this age. But man, I didn't know until I stepped out of that that home. So yeah. I stepped out of the lab. Mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, this is a thing that I was doing not only for my life or my mom, but for other people yeah. trying to make connections with other people. Yeah. Recognizing that oh, I'm not being my authentic self. You know, I don't even know what my authentic self is. Yes. I just need to get somebody's attention and I'm going to do whatever it is and I'm going to be whoever I need to be. I'm going to act however I need to act to get their attention. Yeah. Which just wasn't in line with who I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I am really spiritually. Yeah. I think most of us exit that lab, the first part of that lab, in some frame of mind, some of that... um, um, because we come out a little um, uh, damaged. Uh, because again, everyone has their own frame of reference. My parents had their frame of reference. And it was, as you said, not until I came out of 
that lab, that home, and looking back many years later in my life, did I understand that their limitation, they did the best they can and they did absolutely great, but they were still limited in their in their doings because of uh, their experience, their labs, their, their uh, oh, yeah. perception of how life should be. And, um, you know, we all come out a little, um, not, not uh, damages is harsh, but it, it is true in some way. We, mm-hmm. We're not whole. Let me say it that way. We're not whole. And um, yeah. we have this, um, this thing that is, is in within us as human beings and the human creature that yearns for uh, us to know who we are. Um, talk to me, uh, Lee, about that energy right there, because it is a powerful um, need. It is something that will cause us sometimes to behave out of whack in certain ways, not um, because we we are seeking this peace. Uh, talk to us about some of those yeah. decisions that guide you and, and how this young uh, man began to move after you came out of that space? Yeah, well, after I came out of the space, you know, I went to college. I had an opportunity to actually my hometown, and so I was two hours away. So yeah. there was a whole new world, a whole new experience, because I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. So a whole new world, a whole new experience of different people, different ideas. And it's so difficult to actually look at all these things and these events and these people and, and look at yourself and reflect yourself into those things and yeah. say, I am not that. Mm-hmm. Or it's, mu- it's much easier for someone to lay down the foundation to say, I am that. Yes. And finding that within or finding that from my own lab from home yes. wasn't, it wasn't there. So I had all this opportunity to discover and to explore like, Oh, I don't like this. I'm not that this doesn't feel great, mm-hmm. but it took so much time and effort and energy and deliberate effort and energy. <laughs> like some, some of the thought, sometimes things seem like they felt right, but they just weren't. Yeah. Like I got into relationships and I transformed into the person I thought I was supposed to be that I saw on TV mm-hmm. in this perfect relationship. But of course it didn't work yeah. out. And I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. And so I'm relying on this person that I'm with in a relationship to tell me who I am, mm-hmm. essentially reflect back who I am. And they're having the same problem. Yeah. So they, they come from, it, we, you know, we tend to gravitate to those people who yeah. have grown up in the same kind of labs that we yes. have, like same homes. So they're having the same problem. So all we're doing is fighting. Yeah. All we're doing is fighting. So we're going to leave this relationship behind. Actually, I'm going to leave the entire state behind. <laughs> I'm going to go to a new state. I'm going to find more people. Yeah. And sure enough, I found the same problem, the same problem. Because so, it's the same lab, um, the same security the same uh, we are moving the energy that we came out of the yeah. lab with uh, Lee mm-hmm. and uh, when we um, when we notice that energy it's familiar it's familiar energy and so mm-hmm. we are able to bring it into our space easier because it's familiar we uh, we were in a lab that we were um, being brought up in that had the same energy. And so we bring in that relationship, uh, that energy into our life. And I, re- I used to tell my kids when I started to learn about this thing, Lee, about uh, relationships and energy. And I started to I- investigate 
my relationships because I came out of a divorce. I had my, my boys with me. I was a single dad. And that's when I started my journey as to, to learn who I am. It was many years after that. And, and as I learned and gained insight as to who I was, I began to impart the wisdom into my kids. And I noticed something about every single relationship that I ever had. And I still ask people about this. When you meet that person, Lee, talk, let's talk, stop here for a minute. When you meet that familiar energy and you look at that person and there's something inside of you that is dancing going, don't do it. But then I find you find yourself saying, you're looking at that person going, man, we love the same music. We laugh at the same joke. He or she is beautiful. I mean... I mean, look at this. I mean, this is the best decision. And, and every time you are with this person, that inside is just dancing. And I think that inside is who we are. Recognizing that same energy and is trying to save us from maybe two years, three years of our lives because of we, and a lot of hurt that we will get as a result of walking into that familiar energy. Um, in your life, Lee, I said that to ask this question because I've been asking this of people. Is that something that you notice or am I just, is it something that oh. you, you know? Well, uh, Ken, you are definitely not alone in that. <laughs> you are not alone with that whole thing. I mean, that is, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I started recognizing these experiences and the energy um, I started recognizing patterns. So yeah. my company is actually called Patterns of Possibility yeah. because I started recognizing these patterns because I moved from not one state, but two states you mm-hmm. know, to find the same thing. I'm the same programming. I'm executing the same energy I'm attracted to. Yeah. And so um, I get into these spaces where I've had the same energy just reflected back to me or, or it's just really familiar. You know, can that been in, in so many relationships that when I look back on it, the same, very same dynamic. And I can, I can honestly tell you that I recognize the one relationship that changed everything. Yeah. And we're not together, but the thing that was different was in all of my relationships, we would just argue over the silliest things. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me who really would not, um, what is it? I wouldn't be, able to share my truth. I wouldn't be able to say, or set boundaries. Let's say that. I wouldn't be able to set boundaries. I knew what I wanted, but I would just let them do whatever. Because I'm like, I'm afraid to lose them. I'm afraid to lose them. I remember getting to this relationship where I was like, you know what? I'm always, always waiting for things to get out of hand. I'm always letting things go when I'm frustrated and not talking about them. Mm -hmm. I need to not do that. But every time I do talk about things that frustrate me, we fight. So Mm. I'm afraid to do it. So I get into this relationship where everything changed and I've decided, you know what? Talk about it. It's small. It's little. It's easy. Talk about it. And I was expecting us to get into a huge argument and we didn't. Mm. We didn't. And I was surprised. I was shocked. And Ken, I was completely uncomfortable. Mm. I wanted to run away so fast and so far. I was like, we're done. I don't want want anything (laughs) to do with you. 
but uh, but I had to like catch myself, my brain, and like, wait, this energy is different. This is what I want. Yeah, this is what I want. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, <laughs> Sit yeah. Down, uh-huh. relax. It's uncomfortable. So I mean, that experience with the energy, it just you know when it's different, it feels off. Yeah. It just feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's where I knew that, you know, this is where I had to actually write down. I had to to make sure that I did this every time. Mm-hmm. And it stopped being uncomfortable. It started being normal. So now yeah. the other thing is like, well, I know where that's leading. I don't quite want that. That energy is now what I'm what I'm seeking is what I'm attracting too. Yeah. You know, I'm seeking that. It's no longer uncomfortable. It's what I want. It feels good. So it comes to me. I had to learn that lesson. I remember um, laying on the floor in my house because um, uh, uh, my kids, I would see them on the weekends and stuff like that. And so, you know, um, when I came out of my divorce, I partied like a, like a wild high school uh, boy because I got mm-hmm. married at, at 22 or 23 years old and I had my children. So and I went nuts when I came out of my divorce. And I remember mm-hmm. when life started to interrupt my partying uh, and causing me to investigate my behavior. And uh, am I happy? The questions, and I hated it. I used to take more, um, I'm not going to say what, but partied my, 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 my ass off to, and not to deal with, you know, the thoughts coming at me drinking and all the other things and so but i remember lee laying down one one night and saying okay i'm gonna walk myself through this i'm gonna investigate the patterns that i have developed in my life and i started investigating all of them from relationships to everything that i could think of of and i was there for hours i woke up um i actually the next morning i was still on the floor um uh, dissecting my behavior and wow. trying to find the why behind the action, um, the intent of the thought more so than the thought. What was the intent of that thought, Ken? And why, uh, you know, so I was going deeper and deeper to find out, to take away the the facade, the programming of others, and to investigate the reason behind the actions. And I came out of there scared. I came out of there um, unprepared, but I came out of there wanting more. Um, talk to me uh, about your encounter with self. When you had to begin, you started with this relationship, you began to uh, notice things about self. Uh, talk to me a little about that, Lee. As you began to take notes and see these reaction, as you then look at self in re- the reflection of this new information that you are, our journey that you are embarking on step by step, but it is slowly. Talk to me about that interaction between you, not the interaction with people, the interaction mm-hmm. between you and you. Yes. So that's a great question. You know, that definitely is is something that really helped me understand, you know, I mean, there's an interaction with people, right? But yeah. you have to go inside and you have to figure out what's going on, the attention, as you said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I discovered is that I had to do some reflection, of course, look at what I have done mm-hmm. and sit down with that and see what, 
the results were. Yeah. I've come up with something that, that really helped me understand it. Cause I'm, I used to be an analyst. Mm-hmm. So breaking down events or breaking down uh, numbers, crunching numbers and making charts and making sense of what they really mean or yeah. what they're supposed to project is what I did. So essentially I started doing that with my experiences in my life. And I've come up with something called the beat, mm-hmm. which is your beliefs, emotions, actions, and thoughts. Yeah. And I, I discovered that it's, they all appear in one instance or one situation, mm-hmm. whatever it is, they appear there for you, your beliefs, they drive your feelings or your emotions, yeah. which drives your actions, which drives your thoughts, yeah. I mean, which, which doesn't quite drive your thoughts, but your thoughts are there in, and your thoughts are always how you will benefit. Yeah. They're always about how you're going to benefit. And so your thoughts and your beliefs are connected. You know, if you think I can, I think I can, I think I can, you say that many, many, many times, your belief will then become, I think I can. Your thoughts produce that belief. Uh, because it comes there, it resides in the thought, and um, yeah, when that thought comes, whatever it is, um, we give it the performance, the the window by which it gives, it becomes life. Uh, we can either the thought is a seed, if you will, and how you water the seed, if you, um, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna label myself now. If you plug in into a, a reel-to-reel about an evil, not an evil, a negative thought, and you plug it in, and you just run it over and over and over and over, and what that thought does, it grows. It um, now you're, you're thinking about it, and then one day you're going to say within yourself, "Wow, I, that that must be me." And that, it is at that point that that thought lodges into your belief system and it is you. And so our life becomes a journey on rooting out, taking out the roots that have been planted by those thoughts. And Mm -hmm. um, we become gardeners. Um, And so you're right as far as all those things that you talk, because it does become behavior, uh, it becomes a belief system. And no one can take it away from you once you believe it. You got to give it up, man. You know, yeah. you got to give it up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, we discover also that those thoughts are just, you know, suggestions. Yes. They can be suggestions. Yeah. They can just go on by. Yes, so exactly. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So what I worked out is that, you know, the belief is a thing that's really stuck yes. back in the head. That's the thing that was just really programmed into you or programmed into me. And I was having difficulty figuring. I didn't even really understand what that was, but I knew what my actions were. Yeah. And I knew what my thoughts were yeah. for the most part. So that was my discovery inside myself. Yeah. It's like, well, what are yeah. my actions and how do I think I'm going to benefit from these things? And then I started to, to sit with them. Like, well, you know, I thought that in my relationships, if I took the action of not sharing how I felt about something, that it would just kind of go away mm-hmm. and we would be cool and it would be okay. But that just didn't get the results that I wanted. Yeah. It didn't get the results that I wanted. So I had to make some kind of change and realize, okay, so look at your actions, look at your thoughts. What do you, you think you're going to benefit from this, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So that was the first place that it kind of made sense to me. And then I could bring into my feelings when I had to, when I was able yeah. to sit with this in myself, mm-hmm. like meditation. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about meditation. I just knew that 
as an analyst, I would just sit and think. Yes. That was it. Yeah, like there wasn't really any breath to it or anything like that. It was just like, hmm, how did this go? What happened here? Yeah. Okay. But then bringing meditation into it took me to a different level yeah. where I could really think about how I felt or actually feel how I felt yes. rather instead of thinking about it. Yeah. And so that was, that was part of the journey. And so I could get out of my head with the meditation and start actually applying this and seeing things change for me yeah. and sitting with the uncomfortability because like we were talking about, that's a, a energy discomfort. When the relation, when I got into the relationship, I started to talk about the things that bothered me. It was a energy thing. It wasn't something I could think through. Yeah. It was a feeling mm -hmm. that was uncomfortable. With yeah. It. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a powerful uh, imagery of how you put it. I think um, life is is a beautiful gift. I think what we do with it, the power of the thought. I remember um, being asked to to come to Rikers Island and, and talk about talk to the prisoners, and I remember walking in there going, "What the heck am I going to say to these people? You know, these boys are big, big boys. They can you know chew me out. You know." So mm. I got up there and opened my mouth, and there's one thing I'm not good at. I, I speak my mind. So at the time, <laughs> I, I was learning about the power of the thought. And I got up and I said to these big muscle boys, I said, all oh, you guys are in here because you couldn't control a thought. And they all looked at me. Oh. And I thought a couple of them were <laughs> going to kill me. And they looked at me. And then I started to walk through the principle. I said, someone came to you or maybe the thought came to you. Let me do whatever I did. And because you were weak-minded, I looked at them just like that. And you weren't, um, you, you were weak-minded and you didn't understand the process of what was going on. You allowed that thought to come and drop into your belief system. And then you acted on it and you're in jail. And they all looked at me. And um, after I finished talking about this and, and walking them through process of what they did and how they did it. I remember when I when I got finished, I actually thought, "Oh man, I'm in, I'm in trouble" because I kept seeing these guys looking <laughs> at me. And um, uh, when I got down and and started mingling, they were coming at me. All majority of them came to me and said, "Man, that was the first time in my life anyone ever saw, every, anyone ever showed me the process." And every one of them said. That's exactly what happened. And so yeah. it is, we become, as we become, and again, I tell people, enlightenment to me, Ali, is when we become better students of ourselves. We began to notice those thoughts. Before we didn't notice them, we didn't pay attention to them, we did not care. It just, we just drifted in the space of living. But when we become awakened by whatever situation that arises in our life that causes that awakening, that tap on the shoulder or whatever it is, we become conscious of our thoughts. We begin aware of our thoughts and then we begin to go, wait a minute, what's that? How did it get here? Do I, you know, and I don't want to, I don't, that's not mine. And you let it go. As you say, you let it go. It's that space uh, meditation gives you the power to deal with your thoughts. Make the decision whether mm -hmm. you want to partake of that and uh, be owner of that thought or if you would like to let that thought go and do not give it any ground, any seed to grow in you at all. That to me, yeah. and I tell people, that's power. That's when you are now living as an individual. 
beyond that, Absolutely. you're just drifting, man. Absolutely. And then you, you also mentioned intention and that's where, you know, you get this power to be able to really quickly, easily decide whether you want to deal with this thought or not. Yes. It, it, it's just like, well, this isn't line up with who I am, yes. what I want. Mm-hmm. So goodbye. Yeah. I don't even need to see you. Yeah. Really. So that's one thing that really helped with me and loving myself and understanding it, like being able to understand like, all right, these thoughts are coming in, but is it really going to lead me in the direction that I want? Yeah. And so then I had to go sit down and like, well, what do you want? What do you really want? How does that feel for you? What is that? How does that improve your life if that's what you want? How does that make you feel comfortable? How does that make you grow? How does it challenge you? And those things, I had to sit down and understand what those were before I can even connect with anybody else, before I can even do anything anybody else. Because everybody else has their own their own thoughts and their own energy. And if, if you don't have any idea, like this is an old thing that they my uh, family used to say to me, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's all about that. Yeah. You don't know what it is yeah. that you really want. You're going to find yourself just all over being pulled and pushed by everyone else's energy yeah. that's out there because you don't have solid understanding of who you are, what you want in direction. Yeah. It's okay to go and go with the flow with some things if that's what you really want to do. But you know, that's make it so that it's of you and that's what you really want to do. Yeah. So discovering myself. Beautiful. That's, that's, that's yeah. a beautiful journey, man. I, I, I love hearing this stuff, Lee, because this is life to me. Um, uh, one of the things that prompted me to start Thread was the fact that I, I, I worked in, in healthcare and um, skilled nursing. And um, I saw I had the privilege of being, um, and I would tell my staff, every one of us had the privilege of being there to be a part of those people's lives at that time. We were entrusted with treasures. Um, But I would spend time talking to many of them, and I learned that many of them didn't know who they were, didn't even have a clue. And I thought Mm -hmm. that um, some of the conversation, the things that we were talking about, about enlightenment and personal growth and stuff, these people were having this conversation at 80, 90 in bed in a nursing home. And I realized, yes. my God, this is, um, it, it shocked me, but you knew, you know things in life, but with the reality of things when you, it's like your spirit man is open up to, to see it. You have like a glimpse uh, sometimes of things and that change your life and change the trajectory of your thinking and your belief system. And that was one of them when I started having these conversations and began to notice this. And so it excites me to see people that have it younger, um, that when we are awakened, that we begin to move because it's painful to know that 80s and 90s, that they still don't know who they are. And I think that is painful in so many levels. So here you are, Lee, you're seeing this formation, you're creating now this new person. And you are, and I tell people, as we begin to create, we are about to go on some beautiful adventures. So talk to me about some of those adventures as because you, you're bumping into energy all day long in different forms. And as you are also learning and creating a new energy from the lab that you once were part of. 
So talk to me about some of these energies, these other relationships, because you come, energies come in to form relationships. As you begin to open up and see who you are, what type of energy then did you started to allow to come into your space? Oh, yeah. Well, when I started to open up, um, I felt a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. I had to do something about managing managing that fear. How did you? And Let's talk about that, Lee, because that's important. Um, I think it keeps a lot of people. Uh, I'm, I was telling someone in the last interview I had, I read a thing. Uh, uh, I was reading a book and, and the guy said that uh, we die once, but fear kills us daily. And so that's kind of like, um, uh, change my outlook on things, uh, how I perceive mm-hmm. things. So talk to me because this is important. We need to teach people some of the tools that we use and utilize to overcome, uh, to become masters of our, our fear because we gave them the permission to own us. So talk to me about how you then take back your authority, the, your power, from that entity once we sit down and talk with them? How, how did you do Well, uh, Well, first, <laughs> I ran away a lot, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, I just, I, I stopped, I got tired of running. Yeah. And what happened was, like, I physically, physically, I physically moved from place to place to place. Yeah. I got worn down. Yeah. I got worn down and I, I felt like, um, you know, it was no choice. Yeah. There was no choice. This wasn't, this, this running had been, had started to become very uncomfortable. And I know it doesn't sound empowering, but it was the best option that I had. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing I could think of yeah. until I ran into a wall. And it's after I decided that this wasn't what I wanted, like that fear kills you a thousand times. I was just tired. Of yeah. It. Just tired of that. So I decided I had, I did an evaluation since, you know, being this uh, analytical guy, did an evaluation all right, this fear feels absolutely terrible. Yeah. It's awful. But I don't know what the other thing feels yeah. like. And I'm also afraid of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it feels like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Let me just try it. Yeah. Let me just try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. And so it was something along those lines of reaching that point where discovering that the fear of being in the state that I was in was just enough. I already know what it feels like. I'm tired of it. Nothing I've done can fix it or change it. Let me just go in another direction. And in that direction, it was because of, I guess, self-discovery, mm-hmm. just understanding that this was, that was a no, a new point of self-discovery it was what's worse than facing the fear or living in the fear. I'm going to yeah. face it. And so I started talking to people and opening up. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I, I mentioned because I wanted to not be lonely. My whole mission in life was to be seen. Yeah. Right. I, I came from a lab where I wasn't seen. So I'm over here trying to be seen by everybody, yeah. but I was afraid to open up and be seen. Yeah. And so I know what it's like to look 30 something years, not being seen, yeah. not being recognized for what I can do, who I am and, yeah. and, and not wanting to share those things yeah. either. So when I started to share things, I found people would, could, but had the kind of energy to dismiss it, make me feel small. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that didn't feel good either. But I know that not, not sharing things doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I need to just move to the person, just move around. Yeah. Try again, try again, try again, mm-hmm. try again. Yeah. And then I felt more empowered, yeah. like, okay, well, I understand that there are some people that just aren't going to like me 
And there are some people that are going to like me. And the sooner I display this, the real me and who I am, I can make a connection or, or, you know, yeah. save some time. And so I, I would say that the scientific way is to try and try yeah. again, but it's recognizing, it's recognizing that there are some things that I can't control and I had to be stable in meditation really helped me recognize that. Mm-hmm. These are some thoughts. Yeah. People aren't going to like me. People aren't going to like me. People don't care for you. Okay, they're fine. They can just go by. I'm comfortable with who I am. So bringing all those things together is what yeah. really helped me make connections with other people because being alone and afraid was just not an option anymore. Yeah, that's. Um, uh, I think one of the things I'm learning now as I'm living life a little longer I'm ahead of the road. I would tell people, my my sons, I'm simply ahead of the road. You guys, we're all on this road traveling, and I'm going to gather a little more information. And as I grab the information, I try to toss it or leave it in a computer bank, and I leave some clues to my sons to find a computer for them to gather and take the knowledge that I've um, acquired, so that it'll save them the time, the length of time that they stay in a situation. Um, it is not my my uh, role to tell them what to do, but to provide the information for them to make the decision mm-hmm. as to where they want to go so they can be less uh, longer in that situation. And so here you are. Talk to me about that. Yeah, if, if I could say one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, good. I was going to say, if I could say one thing on that. Um, recently, what I've been doing is reconnecting yeah. with my, my family a whole lot. Looking, I still need to know who I am. There's a whole yeah. bunch of not me out there, but looking back and connecting with my family is a really great way to understand myself, what I grew up with, my mm-hmm. habits, my patterns, all of that. And so um, mm-hmm. finding that yeah. well, I love puzzles and just now, you know, discovering that my mom also loves puzzles. Oh, that's where I get it from. I like yes. solving things. And I just never knew that about, just never knew that about her before. You know, yeah. those kind of things make me feel connected, less alone and more confident in who I am and what I need when I go into the world. So I really think that's, um, you know, a big key, big part of it. I think so. The, the confident piece um, helps you to stay a little more grounded where um, someone's belief system is not going to be able to override yours. I remember my son. Again, my sons, they were teenagers coming into their teenage years when I was beginning my journey, learning who I am and stuff. So I would throw everything that I learned into them. I remember one of my sons, he came to me and he was broken up about uh, school. He was in high school and they were trying to get him to smoke. And so I sit, sat him down and I said, oh, you know, it's what's happening to you? It's two different belief systems. I said, your friends have a belief system that they believe that smoking is right and whatever, they, you know, cool, cool and all the other things that they associate with smoking. And I said to him, what is your belief system about smoke? Tell me. And I did that purposely mm-hmm. because I wanted him to crystallize to me. What, what is it you believe? I don't know. You know, I know your friends are telling you about smoking and stuff like that, but what do you believe? And so he began to tell me his belief on that subject. And I said, well, that's exactly what you tell him. And so um, when he uh, he went to school the next day and he comes home and he, he has a smile on his face, I'm like, are you okay? How did it go? 
said, I told him what I believe. <laughs> and so he, it cleared him, having that conversation, cleared him of all the pressure that mm-hmm. uh, is associated with, um, you know, that teenagers or people put on us to make us adapt our belief system to theirs. And, um, you know, when we come into that conflict, it's that rubbing of things and you, you, as you alluded to it, you started looking inside going, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't want that. And, and you had to learn how to face that and deal with that aspect of uh, who you are. But this journey, um, Lee, talk to me about as you began to um, now reach back to your family, grab more information as to you and your growing continue because it is a continual uh, journey because I want to know, how did you get from all of this now to this young person that's putting out podcasts, putting out all these things, talking about these subjects? How did you transition from being in that space, Lee, to the space that you are in today? Mm-hmm. Um, being in the space where I worked in the corporate office and uh, I like analytics yeah. and so forth, but I wasn't able to feel anything like um you know my energy yeah. and connecting with people it's really difficult it's not really quite encouraged in those spaces right and so i felt like after doing my own self discovery about my emotions and what my thoughts were mm-hmm. and my actions all those results i found that i needed to move my analytical self yeah. out of that space and start connecting the patterns with me and my family and other people around me. And so I started this coaching business to help make this genuine friendships and lasting connections. Mm-hmm. I started that because I really wanted to share my energy with other people, with other people. And I really wanted to discover myself. So like you shared the story about you and your son. If you, yeah, I imagined as you were saying that, that you were kind of a mirror yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking his truth to you and you just allowed him to be. And he is a nice reflection of who he was. You didn't tell yeah. him. He just, just, he just saw it for himself. And so I had to go find that. I needed to go find those those mirrors. And I know that I see that in my family. So I'm going and mm-hmm. looking for, all right, this is what I've done in my 30-something years of life. How does it kind of line up to yeah. what you've done? How does it feel with me and you? And I'd like you to, to sit and experience my truth and reflect it back to me, you know, and it's nothing, I don't think there's anything more mm-hmm. powerful, at least for me, than to come from your own family to have that reflected back to you. I know that yeah. we can do it for ourselves and we can do it for each other, but it definitely feels great to have it come from your family. And so just talking about mm-hmm. my beliefs. So things that I have yeah. not been able to show when I was a teenager, when I lived at home and things like that, I can now express that. I'm in a place where I can express it and it can be heard and reflected back to me after some conversation, after some reflection with each other. So, um, yeah, you know, that's how I've come into the spaces. I realize that mm-hmm. it feels good. The energy, I don't know how else to describe it, but it feels, uh, enlightening rather, yeah. you know, it feels, it feels like it is the exact opposite of fear. It draws me, directly to it and I need to continue doing it. So that's how I started my company. I started my business. I started connecting with people because 
I wanted to see who I was. If that makes sense to you? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, that's. I think that's um, who we are. Is let me put it this way: society trains us to go this route. Once we are a program, you go to college, you um, come out, you get your stuff, and you'll mm-hmm. make money. And mm-hmm. you'll be happy. That model we know is not correct because there are millionaires that are killing themselves all over the place. So if that model was correct, you wouldn't have people with power and money killing themselves. Mm-hmm. So something must be wrong with that model. People are not talking about it because that's how everybody is told. But how about this model? How about first finding out who you are? And from that space, then you find out who you want to become. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some people that, uh, as a young age, decide, says, you know what? I love basketball. I love golf. We see those things like in a Tiger Woods. Um, we see those in other performance. And when people come from that space, man, they, and you see it in movies all the time, Disney movies have, have the, the formula down. When, you know, the little, the mighty ducks have the formula down, you know, uh, just enjoy it. Just, just don't. We lose it when we start tying up our mental, our minds into it. The, the the formula is just to relax, and they always say, "Enjoy it. Be on the playground." You see them, uh, and then you see them uh, these these little kids uh, beating the heck out of the superstars. Um, but we get to a space where I believe, as little kids, I used to tell my children, I said, "Lay down." Um, walk with me in this practice. Close your eyes. You're a million dollars. You make a million dollars a minute. Um, what would you do? What is your profession? And you know, kids. Oh, what would you do? Uh, you know, everyone. Ah, uh, the mm-hmm. car. The, I'll be flying all over and stuff. And I said, Yeah, I know you. You're gonna do that. Everyone will do that. But no, I want you to go a little deeper. What would you do with it? Um, what can? What do you want to do with it? And then, and it would start changing. Oh, I would do this with it. I think I would help work with people. And that's when I would take them a little deep. Okay, what would you do with people? And so the purpose was of that exercise that I had with the boys that I would do, um, uh, Leo, was to, to strip away everything and get down to the desire. Because I believe that when we work, we are living on the, that curse, as the Bible says, where you can burn out. But when you're living from a space that's something you love, you'll never burn out. And so I think society makes us focus on work. But if we can learn how to focus on what we love, then we work 40 hours, 90 hours a day, 20 million hours a day, if it was in it, and none of us would be Mm -hmm. tired. And I think that's the key, the system that we have to create. But I don't know, it takes a lot of courage. It's a global courage to do that. Um, we have to revamp our society. We have to revamp our educational system. We have to allow different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we would do it because the world and its powers are interested in keeping people in slavery. And I don't think, I think people like yourself, a uh, few that are awake, are beginning to tap other people on the shoulders, yeah. creating your podcast to tap people that way through that medium. Hey guys, wake up, wake up. So that we can invade the the matrix, as they say, and start shaking people out of their sleep, and maybe that's the pattern or, or the 
the process by which we'll be able to do it, but I think it's necessary that we do it. You are now moving in a space that you love. It is your identity. It is different. It's not work. It's love. It will be the energy that you will send out from it will free people versus if you were just doing it for money. It's a different energy. Wow. It's definitely different. And I I just have to say that really spoke to me, that whole thing right there. I mean, I felt my journey in that. It's, it's, it's yeah. a different place, man. It's a place of power that society doesn't know about because they don't teach us that you have to you have to get that in and on your journey in and on your journeys where you get that that information that knowledge that insight and uh because uh they treat us and they teach us to go get the money because if we go and get the money we make them rich and most of us are sad and we drink yeah. beers on the weekend we party and our, uh, so we stay in this coma and then we party and then we get up and go to work in the morning on, on Monday, dragging in. And then Friday, we go back into our coma. And then we get up at our coma on Monday morning and we just keep fueling that machine that mm -hmm. is making them rich and making you and I burn out. And people are in their 80s and 90s don't know who they are. I saw them by the hundred. And so I, it is my honor to have you on the show um, Lee, because to see a young man pursuing that, who is pursuing the awakening, who is pursuing the uh, the energy to invite the newness of who you are and who are, you are going to become in your journey and allow people to come into your space to have a discussion on that is what power is, what life is, is what joy is. It's what, what's this thing called life is about. It is sweet, sweet, sweet. And it's good to see a young person doing it, man. It's my pleasure to have you here um, talking about your story. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. I really appreciate it. I mean, I really appreciate the reflection and validation. You know, this is one of the the things, these ideologies of the, the podcast that yeah. you do is how I started to, you know, wake up and, and realize I was unhappy didn't know what else there was and this provided okay this is you, you know? yeah i'm glad man thank you so much seriously lee for coming it is an honor to welcome you into this space and um i will uh i want to alert my, the family the threads of enlightenment clan out there that you guys reach out get into lee's space get into his podcast listen to it um uh follow him and learn become hungry to learn more so that you can become a better human spirit while you're here on this planet in this form because we are going to change form guys so while we're here let's uh, learn mm -hmm. from each other uh, and um, uh, take insights and uh, become the best that we can lee thank you so much again uh, coming by, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your your friends, your audience, you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com and slash more possibility. You can find everything that you need to know about me right there. So thanks for having me again, Ken. Excellent. And I'm going to make sure that we have that so that they can reach you and get to those new possibilities. All right. Take care. You too. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, 
We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.